The Jerry Agar Show. Now, it's time for the 908 Commentary. Good morning. 50 people were viciously murdered in cold blood in New Zealand last week in an attack by a white nationalist. Police in New Zealand immediately called it a terrorist attack, and I think that's right. It was murder in the service of what the perpetrator considered a justifiable cause. Terror in service of Islamic beliefs, white nationalism, hatred of the Jews, hatred of women, all come from the same place. Evil perpetrated for a reason that makes sense to twisted individuals. Sometimes they act alone. Sometimes it's a huge coordinated movement. In both cases, individuals can be compelled to act alone because of the rhetoric of the group they identify with. That happens in the case of people inspired by ISIS. We've seen it here in Toronto. Lately, with the woman who attacked people in a Canadian tire, Rehab Dugmash was found guilty of terrorism-related charges in that case. Islamic fanaticism is a great danger in the world today. White nationalism is also on the rise across the world. Anti-Semitism is increasing, again, including right here in Toronto. I don't know why each individual does what they do, alone or when they join a group of hateful people, whether it's the neo-Nazis, ISIS, or black separatism, which, by the way, is also listed as a growing hate group in the United States. There's likely little difference, and I realize I'm no expert on this, between the hate that comes from each so-called movement. Hate is hate. So who's to blame? There's a lot of searching for people to blame, from Facebook to the media to Donald Trump. And last Friday, according to a couple of callers to the radio station, me. Who is to blame for white nationalism and neo-Nazism? White racists, that's who. Whatever so-called reason they give for their complaints are twisted and to be condemned and are not shared by almost all white people. That should be obvious. Who's to blame for ISIS? Islamic racist religious fanatics, that's who. They're sick and evil in their rhetoric and actions and they are to be condemned. Muslims across the world not only do condemn them, but they also fear it as ISIS has killed more of them than anyone else. It feels to me that blaming the actions of violent individuals on people other than the perpetrators somewhat justifies their actions, as if they're helpless individuals sent out to kill by people they don't even know. Vigorous discussion of highly charged political issues is vital to a free democratic society. To conflate disagreement over an issue among some people with the violent reaction of some other people is irresponsible. Walking the line between hate speech and uncomfortable disagreement is a difficult task, but it should be. Let's not try to quash conversation. Let's not join the haters.